Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Beyond the Battle podcast. I am Noah Filipiak, the author of the book Beyond the Battle. I apologize that it has been so long since my last episode. Before I tell you why, I want to throw out a shout out to Kyle Lake. Thank you for the theme music that you hear in the background of every single Beyond the Battle episode. The song Freedom. You can check out Kyle's music at K Lake Music. The letter K Lake Music. All right, so what have I been up to? I have been working on BeyondTheBattle.net, working very hard. Had a deadline to get that done, and I got it done, and so I got behind on everything else like email and like this podcast. But I'm back. Today is our sixth episode, and we I'm going to be finishing up basically the first six episodes. What I decided to do with them was to go through all of the small group videos. So each episode, play one of the videos, and today we I will be sh- uh, playing... I keep saying we, really trying to stop doing that. I used to say we on all my podcasts. It's only me. There's no producer. There's no staff. It's just me. I am going to play you the sixth and final video. And that relates to what I've been working on with beyondthebattle.net. So beyondthebattle.net does two things. Uh, one One of the things that it does is provides leader a leader guide a leader curriculum for you so the videos i've already made free but what i found is people don't really know what to do with them or they go to use the videos and it doesn't go very well or they're they're confused they don't know how to get guys even interested in the group they'll ask questions like how do i ask a guy to be in this group and how do i talk to my church about doing these groups so there is a leader guide at beyondthebattle.net it is $29 for an individual license and $49 for an unlimited license. That would be for a church or school that would want to use this for a whole bunch of different leaders, a whole bunch of different small group leaders. So I encourage you to check that out. And then also, what I've, uh, I've mentioned before on the podcast, I did online small groups and these online small groups went really really well and so that that's the other half of the website so go to beyondthebattle.net and you can learn how to sign up for those the next round of small groups begins the first week of september so uh, today depending on when you're listening to this i'm recording it on august 22nd but the first week of september is just around the corner And there's going to be a group on Tuesday evenings. Uh, The time, Eastern time, is 7.30 p.m. through 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And then there also will be a Thursday morning group. And that Thursday morning group is 9 a.m. Eastern time going to 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. And so we're going to go for seven weeks. And I'm telling you, okay, so these groups are $100 to be in the group for seven weeks. It kind of sounds like a lot of money, but here's the deal. You get $4 off 
of your Covenant Eyes monthly bill. So if you're already a Covenant Eyes subscriber, you can do the math. It's a matter of time before you actually, long enough time, you'll make back the money you'd spend on the group anyway. You get a free copy of Beyond the Battle. You can have your choice of audiobook, ebook, or paperback book. And these groups are going really, really well. I let the cat out of the bag to the guys in my first sets of groups. If the groups continue to go well, which I anticipate they will, I am planning to do a Beyond the Battle men's conference sometime probably next summer, something low-key, but a way for people that have been in the groups to reunite, spend some time together, spend some time with me. And uh, what I want to do before I get into the mailbag section for today is just read you a testimonial from the Beyond the Battle small group. So you can read a whole bunch of these. You can go to beyondthebattle.net slash testimonials. And they are super, super encouraging. I'm just going to read you uh, one of the shorter ones, and then I'll read you a couple of the lines that I excerpted out from some of the other testimonies. So this one says, As a young adult in a world full of sex and sexuality, it's a struggle to stay pure in a God-honoring way. It's too easy to look at a woman's body or to look at porn on our phones and computers. I've struggled with this for years and tried to overcome my addictions by my own efforts, but would find myself falling back into porn and looking at darker and deeper porn with each failure I might add. Finding this group and going through the book Beyond the Battle has been been amazing and has helped me stop the addictive patterns and has given me the tools to overcome my addiction. Now, that's a guy who's in the middle of a porn addiction, and these groups are stopping those addictions. It's really, really incredible to see. What I, also, there was 15 guys in the first round of, of, of groups, and I don't want to give the idea that the groups are only for guys that are in the middle of a porn addiction. I'm going to read you the beginning of a longer testimony to give you another idea of a lot of the guys and what they're struggling with that are going through these groups. It said, I am really thrilled with my experience in this group. God used this mightily in my life. I am a single man in my late 30s. As a former pornography addict, I have still struggled horribly with mental lust and addictive fantasizing and have been crying out to Jesus for a deeper level of freedom and transformation because he wants me to see women as he does and be one whom he can use to set people free. Now, it goes on and, and talks about how the group did just that. It, it, it's a really encouraging testimony. I encourage you to read the whole thing. The last couple lines says, Noah Philippiak has a God-given passion to help people get to help people get free from addictive, toxic thinking and know the joy of being richly, deeply connected with Jesus, knowing his love in personal daily experience. I felt Noah's investment of time and care into my freedom and growth, and it means a lot to me. And so you get the picture there that this is a guy, and a lot of the guys were in this case, where porn usage was something that they used to do. They got free from it, and the The title of my book, Beyond the Battle, is we have to go beyond just these symptom-based approaches to our purity, to our lust, to our our Christian living. The the symptom-based approach can be somewhat helpful. This is a guy that for seven years, the symptom of porn has been gone. I mean, we praise God for that. Yet he talks about struggling 
horribly with mental lust, addictive fantasizing because of the pornography or the pornography came because of that, because of the lust, whichever one came first. And so what this group really does, what makes it unique is if you want to get to a point where you do not desire porn anymore, this is a group for you. If you want to get to a place where you do not desire lust anymore, this is a group for you. You don't you don't want to desire the fantasizing about women anymore, the double takes, uh, not being able to control where your eyes go. This is a group for you. Uh, of the 15 guys, 100% of the guys in the group in an anonymous survey said that this group, within, from this group, they found greater freedom from pornography, lust, and fantasy. And 100% of the guys said through this group, they grew closer to Jesus. It really was awesome. I feel like we discovered something really, really significant. I promise you this is not just a sales pitch. This is one of the most meaningful things I've ever done in ministry. Honestly, I just want more people to be able to be exposed to it. 15 out of 15 guys uh, just had an awesome experience, and I really hope that it can continue to replicate. So beyondthebattle.net, check it out. Join a group with me. Uh, there's actually two sets of groups you can sign up for. One is this round, September, and then another is for the round after that. If I remember right, starts in late October, early November. So those are ready to be signed up today. Uh, last but not least, before we jump into the mailbag, if you live in the Michigan area, again, I'm recording this on August 22nd, so soon this will be outdated information, but I am speaking at a just low-key small men's retreat. It's in Fenwick, Michigan. That's about an hour north of Lansing where I live. I'm not organizing the, the event, but it's a friend of mine's church's men's retreat. He told me to invite some guys to come. So if you want to hang out with me and I'm going to be talking, I'll be doing two talks. Both of them will be around the Beyond the Battle curriculum. It's actually a free retreat. They're just accepting donations. If you can uh, do donations, it starts at uh, dinner time on Friday the 7th and it ends at noon the next day. So pretty quick. And uh, I'll put the registration information in the show notes of today's episode if you want to join me for that. So without further ado, let's jump into the mailbag. Mail So I told you that the email address was a terrible email address, and I was going to create a better one. And I did. I did. So no longer tied to the chains of Gmail and the restrictions of not being able to repeat email address other people have used. There is a new email. The old one will still work. You can still use that one if you have it in your address book or something like that. But the new one and much easier to remember email address is podcast at beyondthebattle.net. See what I did there? So again, that's podcast at beyondthebattle.net. And the Twitter is the same and still not good. At battle underscore podcast. I say not good because all the good names were taken. And Twitter never lets go of an old, an old name. Like there'll be ones on there that haven't been used in 10 years and you can't have them. So, all right. Today's mailbag, it's a little it's a little bittersweet. So we had a great set of questions 
from it sounds funny to say a guy named guy but that's his real name which is a great name it's just in the context of a guy's uh book you know this this podcast is for men and women say that a lot because i want uh women's feedback and we're going to talk about things on the podcast that cover both men and women but this is from guy and guy has provided the question the last three weeks now here's the deal i need your questions because this is the last video that i have there's six videos this is the last one so the fate of the podcast rests in your hands that's right what i want you to do if you're driving in your car that's where i listen to podcasts i do podcasting in two places when i listen one is when i'm driving and two is when i'm doing the dishes and that's pretty much it so if you're in your car pull over do not text and drive or email and drive pull over and send me a question it could be anything, but we're going to need some questions to keep the podcast going. The fate of the world's purity rests in your hands. Not really, not really, but I would love some questions from you. It will be awesome to fill up the mailbag and have a bunch of material to interact with you about for next time. So the last question from Guy is, what is the reason for the incredibly high rate of suicide for men 45 to 54. And you know, you might wonder, does that relate directly to sexual purity? And I think it does. I mean, certainly it's not a it's not a apples to apples sort of question, but there's a lot of overlap. I mean, if you look at this question, what's the reason for the incredibly high rate of suicide for men 45 to 54? As men, and this is true for women as well, but I can only speak from my experience as a man. I'm 35. I am not 45 to 54, but that would be your midlife crisis stage. I don't know when exactly that starts, probably around my age and probably ends around 54. But we want to accomplish things. We want to accomplish things in our career. Some of this is healthy and some of it is not. We want to accomplish things in our relationships. And you get to an age where for many guys on an external worldly way of looking at things, I don't even necessarily mean sinful way of looking at things. I just mean the metrics that the world uses. Guys are looking at themselves in the mirror and saying, I failed, right? I failed. And I don't have the job I thought I would have when I went to college or when I was in a kid and said, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or they look at their marriage and their marriage has failed and, and divorced several times or whatever it may be. And they're looking at the repercussions of sometimes it's their own sin. And we say, man, I really screwed that up. Sometimes it's just the result of living in a fallen world and bad things have happened and look, life is not easy. We in church, we we just have this this thing in church where we act like if you follow Jesus, you, first you need to be happy all the time. Second, if you have faith, then nothing bad will ever happen to you. That is such toxic theology. The Bible is full of scripture about suffering. Every person that I can think of in the Bible that was a, a devout person of faith in the Old or New Testament suffered immensely. I mean, there's a whole book of the Old Testament called Lamentations, to lament. You look at Jesus suffering on the cross. You look at the apostles, the most faithful Jesus followers ever, 
and they are martyred for their faith, tortured, you know, killed for their faith, let alone we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where people die. We live in a world where there's sin. We live in a world where we sin and that breaks relationships. We live in a world where people sin against us and it breaks relationships. And so I think one of the incredibly high rates for suicide for men is, and this gets to really the primary thrust of Beyond the Battle, where we're looking for our approval, our validation, that feeling like someone tell me that I'm valuable. We're looking for these things in external sources. So Beyond the Battle book talks primarily about how we look for that in women. We look for that in sex. We look for that in romantic relationships. And that would be across the board for men or women. Uh, For a single person, it's saying, man, I'm worthless because I'm single. I don't have this person in my life to give me approval, value, all these sorts of things. And so what do we do? We look to sexual sin to give us these things. I'm going to go be promiscuous sexually, or I'm going to have these sexual fantasies, or I'm going to, you know, have this habitual lusting that I can't control. I'm going to look at pornography. But the same thing would be true for not just looking to women or to men relationships to give us these things. Because if you're married, it's the same thing. Your spouse isn't giving that to you. You don't feel the approval from your spouse. You've made your spouse into an idol, just like a single person makes the potential spouse into an idol. And we're asking this person, this man or woman, to give us what only Jesus can give us. And the gospel says we are approved because of what Jesus did for us. So take Colossians 1.22, for example. And I use this one a lot because it's just so simple, so clear, so concise. And there's a lot of other scriptures that say very same thing about the gospel. But Colossians 1.22 says, when the Father looks at us, when we're in Jesus, when we've put our faith in Jesus, we're adopted as his son, as his daughter, we are holy, period. We are without blemish, period. We are free from accusation, period. That's incredible value that we have in Jesus and in Jesus alone. It's incredible approval we have from the Father in Jesus and Jesus alone. He doesn't care how much money we made in our lives. He and, and at that point, he doesn't care how much sin we've committed in our lives. Now, it doesn't mean God doesn't care about sin and doesn't want us to live righteously for him, but that doesn't we don't do that to earn his approval. We do that because we're already approved. It's a byproduct. It's, it's our responding to already being approved. But if you, if you can't get your head around that, if you can't believe that, you're really missing out on what the freedom of the gospel gives you. And that's a huge piece of Beyond the Battle. I mean, probably the primary piece is it teaches us how to live in that approval that we have in Jesus. But if you're gonna if you're gonna live by the metrics of this world, and by the time you get to 45 and 45 to 54, and you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, Man, I don't have the things the world says will make me approved. Or you have them and you say, these things are empty. Of course they're empty. They're idols. Like we we're not gonna find from those things from money, from a big house from sex, from marriage, from a man, from a woman, whatever it might be, we'll never find those things what only Jesus can give us. They're going to come up empty every single time. They're not bad things, but they become bad if we turn them into gods, if we worship them and think they will complete us, they will give us approval. So if we're living according to the world's metric for our approval, then suicide is going to become more and more reality because we're going to more and more feel like I failed 
Nothing can make me feel approved. Nothing can make me feel valuable. That's the beauty of the gospel. The beauty of the gospel is you have so much value. You have so much worth. And it's not this popular culture, like self-esteem, like you're a good person. You know, you're, and that's, I mean, it's kind of true. Like we are created in God's image. You know, those t-shirts people wear, God doesn't make junk, right? And, And that's true. But we are also fallen. We are totally depraved. I mean, we are wretched sinners apart from Jesus. So really, we're not good apart from Jesus. But here's the thing. In Jesus, the beauty of the gospel isn't just that you get to go to heaven. When Jesus forgives you of your sins and you come to him and you give him the uh, the lordship of your life, you, you submit your allegiance to him and he adopts you as a son, as a daughter. When this happens in your life, that's where the approval comes from. It's the value comes from him. It's something he did, and it can't be changed. It's you, you. You can fully rest in it. You can fully live into it, and it's not based on your circumstances whatsoever. So, when people commit suicide, I mean, it is. It's not the unforgivable sin. First of all, that's a whole another uh, topic that uh, I could talk about another time. But it's usually the result of depression just overtaking someone where it feels like this is the only way out. Like I'm so worthless that people would be better off if I wasn't here or I can't, I can't bear my worthlessness anymore. And the truth of the gospel is so much richer. It's that our goodness doesn't come from ourselves. If it comes from ourselves, then we could lose our goodness. Then we have earned our goodness. You, then you'd better figure out how to measure up and, and look at yourself in the mirror and see if you did or not. But when it comes from Jesus, you can't take that away. You are valuable in Jesus. He fills you up. You're full on him and the value that you have in him. And at that point, the allure of sexual sin is like, why would I even need that in my life? Why would I need this woman or this man or this pornography in my life? Because I'm already approved. I'm already valuable in Jesus. So, I think that's why that happens. I think because before age 45, men are still proving themselves. They still think, no, I'm going to get there. This project I'm working on is going to be the one. And then they hit that age, 45 to 54, and it's like, man, I'm tired. I can't start a new project. And the projects I was doing, they didn't work. And so I think that's why the statistics are so high for that age. So, Guy, thank you, brother, for that great question and all of your questions Everybody else, the baton is passed to you. Send your questions in to podcast at beyondthebattle.net or on Twitter at battle underscore podcast. All right, I'm going to jump into video number six. So sit back and listen. It's about five minutes long. This is called Tools. This is about the last chapter in the book. And listen to it, and then I'll give you some commentary when it's over. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. This is a very popular verse for men's ministries, right? And for good reason. I mean, sharpening is a great metaphor for discipleship as a guy. But what happens when you take your piece of iron and you sharpen it? one time and then you go to use it. It works well for a little while, but it's going to get dull, right? And if you never sharpen it again, it eventually becomes ineffective and useless. 
Unfortunately, this is the way we approach our discipleship all too often. You know, you hear that one really good sermon, you read that one really good book, and you think, I'm sharp, I got it, I've done it, and you put it up on your shelf. The shelf that contains all the other really good sermons you've heard, all the other really good books you've read that you've completely forgotten about. Well, guys, let's be honest about our sexual purity. I mean, it was a lifetime of conditioning that got us to this point. It's going to take more than one sermon or one book for us to completely change the way we think. You know, if you're actually sharpening iron, as Proverbs 27 is talking about, you're going to sharpen that iron every single time that you use it if you want that tool to be effective. It's very similar to a masterful musician. You know, if you have a world-class musician, I can guarantee you they're going to fine-tune their instrument every single time they play it because it has to sound just right. Whereas for most of us, we approach tuning uh, like we would the piano in our grandma's living room. It just sits there, collects dust. We're, we're too lazy to tune it. It's too expensive. It's a hassle. But every once in a while, we decide to sit down on it and just crank out a few notes. And it sounds awful, right? But we just get used to that. We think that's how it always works. That's how it's supposed to sound. Well, 1 Timothy 4, 7 to 8, tell us a different story. Verse 7 of 1 Timothy 4 actually tells us to train ourselves. It's an active verb. Train yourself to be godly. It's not just going to happen. And then it uses the analogy of physical fitness for that sort of spiritual fitness. So, think about New Year's Eve. It's time to make your resolution, and you decide this is the year you are finally going to get in shape. So you go out, you get some weights, and you say, all right, it's time. I'm going to do it this year. You do your one curl, and you put it down. I did it. I'm in shape. I never have to exercise again. Obviously, we know that's not how physical fitness works. So why do we think that's how spiritual fitness works? You know, you got your New Year's resolution. You go to the gym after going to the sporting goods store. You're all decked out in the latest gear. You got your sweatbands on. You're looking great. You buy your Gatorade. You're drinking the Gatorade while you watch cable TV. Oh, it's pretty tiring. So you go and hang out in the hot tub for a while. you got to relax those muscles a little bit. You shower down. You say, I'm going to come back tomorrow, and I'm going to do this all over again. Look, you could do that all year long. You'll never get any more in shape than you were when you started. We know that that's not going to help us physically, but when it comes to our spiritual fitness, how easy is it, especially for us as guys, to just go through the motions? Things look good on the outside. we got the sweatbands on. We're holding the Gatorade. But inside, we are a mess. Guys, we got to stop deceiving ourselves. we got to get real. we just got to be honest and say, I need some help with this. Look, this book was great, but this is not the end. This is the beginning. You know, world-class athletes, the most talented athletes in the world, have coaches, they have teammates that pull them along, that tell them what to do, that hold them accountable. It's no different for us spiritually. We have to say, admit before the Lord, before the community that we're in, the church, I need some help. I need some guys that are going to pull me along and pull me along consistently. So what I want you to do in your small group is read these passages in Hebrews. The context of Hebrews is you have the very first Christians ever, and they're starting to fall away from their faith. They're starting to give up. It's hard, and they need to persevere. But Hebrews is very specific. You don't persevere alone. 
You persevere in community. That's what the church is for. So what are your next steps going to be? You just read this book. Great. You just finished this small group. Great. What's next? Maybe you lead another group. Maybe you take this book and you give it to someone else. Maybe you get covenant eyes on your computer, on your phone. Maybe you decide, you know what, I'm going to take these scriptures and I'm going to simply spend time with the Lord, soaking them in. Whatever it is, guys, the journey is not over. The journey has just begun. But the hope that we have is knowing that this journey, for the first time, is the path of life, not the path of death. So this is a really important week. And what I found with the guys in the groups that we just finished is just how important it is to have next steps ready. And when you get to week six of your group, which is what this video is, well, week seven, if you start uh, the way I do them with a a week of testimonies, but um, you got to give guys a few weeks notice to say, here's some options for you for next steps. Encourage guys to lead their own group. And about, about that, you don't have to have it mastered to lead your own group. A lot of guys say, no, I don't want to lead my own group because... I'm still struggling with, you know, whatever sexual sin, purity issue it might be. You don't have to be this leader leader. You can just be a peer. You know, you can be, uh, uh, I'm in this with you. We're going to talk about this stuff together. But uh, challenge guys to lead their own groups. Challenge guys now. You know, honestly, uh, you do a group with some people and a next step might be they could join one of my online groups and just get an experience that way. Or... um, there's other things you can do depending on your church context. Maybe a next step could be something that involves your men's ministry. You know, some some kind of way to continue this going. Maybe it's the group you're in. They're already continuing meeting, and now you have a whole new language you can use. And the two pieces of language you're going to get out of this is, sure, it's your general sense of accountability, of purity stuff, but also we really, really hammer the— uh, how to spend time with Jesus. In fact, I, I mentioned in the mailbag, I don't have a topic for next week, but that's not true. Next next week, I shouldn't say week, next uh, episode, as you know, I shouldn't promise anymore when that will be, but hopefully it'll be every other week again. But next episode, episode seven, I will go through how to spend time with Jesus because at a daily rhythm, that's part of the accountability of these groups is a daily rhythm with Jesus is so essential. And so some kind of continued community where the guys that were just in the group together can continue to have that accountability because we we do feel like, I mean, you're going to see incredible growth during these seven weeks, but you can't stop there. It doesn't mean that your that group has to continue going forever, but the principles of the group have to continue to be practiced over and over and over again. So in some ways, this this video, I think, is self-explanatory. When you watch it, you know, I have a barbell in my hand and I lift it up one time. And the guys really can connect with this principle of, yeah, I know if I do something once, I, I commit to going to the gym. It's not going to make me in shape. I actually have to put this into practice. The scriptures from Hebrews that you're going to read in your group are very, very helpful for that. There's just key questions you have to ask the guys in your group. I mean, very practically, how are you going to make this something that you don't just put up on the shelf? Because that's what we do. We we hear sermons all the time. We put them up on the shelf. How will we keep this as a regular part 
of our life and something we continue to grow in, we continue to grow strong in. You know, one thing I mentioned in the video is Covenant Eyes. If you have guys in your group, I make Covenant Eyes mandatory when I start the group. And you get a 30-day, you get your first month free if you use the promo Crossroads. So that's Crossroads with an S at the end of it. That's my promo code. If you use that, you get your first month free. And that's a great way to make Covenant Eyes mandatory for the guys that are in your group. And they can set it up as monitoring where they just sends emails out to accountability partners. They also can set it up as a filter that blocks out websites. But as a challenge at the end of your group to say, keep Covenant Eyes. You got your first month free. That's great. Now keep it every month. It's not that expensive. It's 12 bucks a month. Uh, if, if you do one of my online groups, you actually get it for $4 off of that. But it's it's comparatively, you're paying you're paying that for Netflix and you're paying way more than that for your your monthly internet bill or your cell phone bill. And all these are the things that are bringing the porn into your life. You know, you can afford about 10 bucks a month to keep a lot of that porn out of your life. So Covenant Eyes, use Crossroads as your promo code. That's a next step you can take. But at the end of the group, challenge every single guy to make a very, very concrete next step. So with that, I'm going to conclude the episode number six. That's video number six. Six out of six are in the book. So hopefully you have a nice tool you can go back to. In conclusion uh, to today's episode, fresh off the press is beyondthebattle.net. So check it out if you're interested in leading your own group. Really, 29 bucks is well worth it. It's me going through very thorough with you before the group starts, how to recruit guys, how to run a group meeting, how to get good answers from guys, how to set the tone of community and vulnerability. I mean, really, the groups that I've done, the 100% of guys have just had this incredible experience. I really feel like we found something here that is producing significant fruit. And so if you want to lead your own group, check out beyondthebattle.net and get the leader's guide. And if you want to be in a group with me, which is a great first step, maybe you want to lead a group eventually, but you want to go through and experience it with me first, uh, go to beyondthebattle.net. Once you do that, I will give you a half off promo code to buy the leader guide. So then the leader guide is only like 15 bucks, right? So it's it's uh, really good stuff. I, I, I don't want to feel like a slimy salesman to you, but honestly, in my own life, how many times I tried just quitting porn or trying to stop lusting. And that's all we do in the church is we tell guys, stop doing it, stop doing it, behave. And guys are trying to do that and it doesn't work. It's like, hey, we found something here that works. So please check it out. Consider it, check it out. Thanks for listening to episode six of the Beyond the Battle podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes and at podcast.com as well as Google Play. Subscribing is the way to go. And you can get the show notes for the Fenwick, Michigan Men's Retreat, September 7th to 8th. The show notes will be up at my blog, which is at acrossroads.net. Until next time, let's keep doing this together. You are not alone in your journey. And there is hope. There is hope beyond the battle. There is resting in Christ. His arms are there and ready to find your approval in him. He loves you. Thanks for going on this journey with me. I will talk to you next time.
raise them, raise them, raise them. They've been sleeping for some ages. Now all God's babies so confused by this hatred. Poor pit preachers shouldn't aim to be A-list. Money probably long, but short is with your days. Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? Shouldn't aim to be A-list Money probably long But sure is with your 